Dr. Philip Nitschke is back in the news. I'm Dr. Philip Nitschke. <laughs> I like to hop around all day with all my friends. Do you want to kill yourself? Oh, <laughs> boy, I have the machine for you. Is life getting too hard? Brunch. Hit it, boys. Have you enjoyed Thunder Week? Thunder Week has been a fucking experience. I don't even know if I how I could even answer that question myself because it's been I haven't had a, a second to stop and breathe. It's a it's you it's really a, you really have not real every, roller coaster of emotions, real world whirlwind, <laughs> whirlwind. Every free second that you've had this entire week has you've spent texting me saying, "Hey, can you rip this clip? I'm doing something with a thunder song." Yes, and I was sick of it after about three seconds. Well, if the, you're sick of that, all I needed you to do was say, "Hey, I just need you to get audio out of this video thing." And then after that, I would fucking slave over the ones yeah, and twos. Nobody asked you to do these production things. magic. I wanted to. I know, like, well, I know you did. Once I like once once I get like a little idea for a thing that I'm gonna find funny, I'm going to do it. And yeah, but I've it. been surprised at how many people have actually embraced like the act of getting thundered. Yeah. Uh, uh, also. Um, that it's like it's for sure becoming a thing we're getting tagged in tweets every time the song is mentioned yep uh it has really taken off we've created a thunder community because yes. i thought when we did when we came up with the idea it was like oh what if we, we fuck with people by doing a bunch of stuff with the thunder thing but it's more celebrated i feel than uh like ah oh, fuck you own. got me yeah it, we made i think it our that, own. that people are and uh, our guy ryan here ryan made uh made shirts Yes, now and we those, actually sell some thunder shirts, and those shirts are sick. I mean, coming off a weekend where we saw the story so far twice, it, the shirt has some real punk rock vibes yeah. to it, and I love it because obviously Thunder Song does not have punk rock vibes to it. But in case for some reason you're not f- keeping up on our social media, we've got everything. Pete made the saw video. We got uh, what was the first one I made? Um, Fuck, I don't know. You did the thun- you did the thunder song, but the only lyrics are uh, just, just a, a young, young gun. gun. Yeah, that was the second one. I forget what the first one was. Obviously, oh, it you wasn't did the uh, the one where it's uh, who do you think you are? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Mr. Big Stuff. Yes. Uh, with then thunder song, who do you think you are? And uh, that I I also did thunder as a Christmas song. Yes, played over uh, Love Actually. Yes, which was received very well. Yeah, initially I had just the clip of the airport scene, and then I realized that it didn't have the uh, acrobat part, yeah. the um, the gotta, ballet or whatever. That in. So I was like, "All right, I'm going to use that instead." But it was it was a lot of fun. It just uh, it's good for us because we ha- we come up with a million ideas and we never follow through on them. Yes, uh, and of this... all the ideas we've had, <laughs> this right. is the one that we've gone fucking pedal to the metal six hundred percent. Because we we were already we already like dipped our toes in the water to fuck with Kellen, mm. uh, which that is up on our YouTube channel. By the way, we uh, put up a YouTube video of us making Kellen listen to about twelve minutes of Thunder, and he borderline almost passed out. So that's on our YouTube channel. You can go check that out. It's YouTube.com/slash C for channel slash uh, Listen to Brunch. Uh, or yes. brunch podcast, brunch podcast, and that was the worst read of a URL ever. So, and you're never you should find it. know that we've also continued that IRL with with Kellen. So before we tweet out yeah. a lot of these videos, we just text them to Kellen and get his reaction. Uh, you said that you had a horrible read. Well, how about a good read? Holiday cash. You need it, and I know where to get it. My bookie is the place to score serious cash. Just sports predictions. Believe it or not, the holiday is just around the corner. And while that means plenty of parties, gifts, and spending, it also means there's lots of football, basketball, and hockey games you can score on big every day. Gender up and play like the pros on game day. You can money line, set total, or total. My bookie is your hookup for all your betting needs and offers super fast payouts when you win. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. And if you want to make money betting the games, you got to go to mybookie.ag. They're the only site I'd recommend. I trust them, but you don't have to take my word for it. Check them out yourself. They have odds on everything in a mobile site that makes wagering on your smartphone or breeze. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit with up to 50% bonus. Use promo code CLNS to activate offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Uh, uh, for sure that's not going to work because it needs to be at least a minute long and it needs to be in the middle of the episode. Uh, that was a minute. That was not a minute. That, that was, was prob- That was about 25 seconds. That was... <laughs> I think that you'd be surprised. So we'll do that again then. Uh, we'll keep that in the episode and we'll do it again. I think that... Like I think that people think that, uh, for example, the national anthem 
it, that's like kind of a long song. Yeah, it's like two minutes long. And people, unless they're betting on it, where you can do my bookie, uh, don't know that it's kind of a long song. I have a very terrible sense of time, like uh, an understanding of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is a lot worse when I have been high. Yeah? Uh, yeah, it's like the worst. I feel like anything that's five minutes, every five minute thing feels like a goddamn eternity. Oh, well, no, that's... That's that's not a you thing. That's no, that's, a, that, like a that's a the high thing. High, yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought that you were gonna say like the opposite or something because that would have been interesting. Like I'll watch a thirty minute TV show and I'm mm. like, wow, I am four years older than I was when I started this episode. Yeah, sir, there are certain things that uh, that being high does not. Uh, it, it doesn't lend its. It doesn't improve. You know, like uh, there are people who just sit around all day and they like watch TV. They get stoned and they eat Cheetos and shit like that. I, that sounds like a fucking chore to me. <laughs> that sounds like a fucking undertaking. I want to watch. I want to sit around watching TV shows with. Honestly, a lot of times I don't even like to drink if I'm watching TV shows. Easy comes out uh, on oh, Friday. Yes. I'm gonna be. I've got a very busy weekend, but every spare second I'm going to devote to being sober and watching Easy. I don't want to be drunk during it. I certainly. Heavens, it's like want to be high. It's like work for me to watch something while high because it takes me like every part of my brain to understand something. Music, it helps. A concert, it helps. But that's kind of like a mindless experience. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to comprehend things while you're listening to music, really. Yeah, but I actually think that. Um, so I pay very yeah because you're close attention. Nerd. Here we go. No, 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 <laughs> no. Like I just, it, it's not like, and it's not like a musical thing. It's just like some people, and I have certain friends who are like this. They when they listen to music, they just hear more things than other people. Yeah, because you understand it better. I don't even think that's it. I, I just think it's like some people have good ears and some people don't. Um, but when it, like being high when I have been has definitely added to that. Where unless it, if it's like a well, ludicrous song, sense, then I'm just senses. Maybe yeah. I think so yeah, if it's like a ludicrous song, I'm just gonna like focus on the lyrics and that's it. But. If I don't know if it's something that's got like a cool thing going on in the background that I didn't notice before, it's like my fucking birthday. It's the it's it's like when when I discover something in a song that I didn't know existed before, it is honestly like fucking Nicolas Cage holding the Declaration of Independence in his hands. I feel like weed heightened senses, but it definitely the eyesight is not in there. Like, you don't smoke weed and you're like, wow, I can see see great right now. I have no. the worst eyesight ever, and it would be great if I could just smoke and have normal eyesight. Yeah, no. vision doesn't I need, work like that. I, I, can't, uh, I can't do any sort of thing. I mean, I'm this way with alcohol, too. Like, unless I know where I'm going to be and what I'm going to be doing for the next however many hours, I'm like, it's not, it's not fucking worth it. <laughs> unless I know that I'm going to be in a contained, quarantined environment... No one fucking wants to be around me. Uh, yeah, we're not drug guys, so uh, yeah. Moving. That was I was gonna say that was like a long drug conversation <laughs> yes. for like for not pretty guys. hardcore on the record. Not drug guys. <laughs> yes. Not besmirching drug guys. Just kind of wish we could be you. But not cool. Can't. Have never been offered drugs. Uh, we are also on Patreon now, by the way. Yes, we are. Uh, we set that up this week. So if you would like to uh, support the show, we have three different tiers. Mm-hmm. You can uh, pledge $1 a month to either me or DJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have separate tiers. So if you want to support me individually, you can do that. Or if you want to support DJ individually, I don't know why you want no to do judging, that. And no judging if you pick either side. Uh, it's just worth considering that if you do pick me... That you are slapping Pete in the face and you are saying that you hate him. And Pete is a very happy, nice kid. And these are not anonymous pledges. We can see right. that you made them. We will Weird. see. So if you give me a dollar, if you're like, hey, DJ, I like you a lot. I'm going to give you a dollar. You're telling me to my fucking face that you hate one of my friends. <laughs> uh, so you can either pledge either it's of us it's individually. Not how to, it's not a good way to get to my heart. Just saying. Pledge to either of us individually or you can pledge uh, to the both of us. Uh if you want to play, I think it's like one dollar, or or if you want to pledge more, you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it's don't pledge one, more. Yeah, just one dollar for per month for either me or DJ, or you can support the both of us. Yeah, at the same time for two dollars a month. Two dollars uh, is the, the is the the one that we like because yes. it's nice to both of us. And uh, yeah, so if you want to do that, it's uh, Patreon.com/slash Listen to Brunch. Here's something we promise. 
we've got when we got the started doing ads some people kidding or not uh brought to our attention that it was like a selling out thing and it was changing blah blah, blah. we've made a lot of changes obviously with the set with a lot of things uh we played we tried the the shorter episodes for a little bit thankfully i think we kind of have moved back to to our home base <laughs> yeah, people uh, thank god um but uh we're not going to make this an additional change so our vow to you is if you support us on Patreon, we are not going to give any of the Patreon supporters any additional content. There is no... There's no incentive thing. to There's, supporting us. You will get nothing out of giving us money other than <laughs> that we'll continue to do the podcast until we decide not to. That decision <laughs> will remain up to us. us. Yes. yes. Uh, but I give you my word that you're... that. It's not, we're not going to play favorites. Well, it's, it's kind of like a two-way street. Uh, we're not locking out any content for people who don't subscribe, but we're not giving any incentive to people who do subscribe. But the more money we have, the more the shit, shit that, that we, we can, can do. And, and we can pay. That's the, that's the biggest <laughs> thing for our, the yeah. Patreon is that we want to be able to pay Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to be able to pay the people that help us create better content and mm-hmm. more content. So uh, that's the reason. That's the biggest reason why we're doing the Patreon thing. It's not to line our own park. Yeah, I, yeah, I can promise you. We, know we have <laughs> not. We have not spent. Brunch has not spent a dime on us, yes. other than like Ubers in Chicago and shit like that, and some of our uh, vanilla bean cold brew yes. things. Well, a big thing that we did do last weekend was uh, when Kellen oh, was yeah. up here. Uh, we went out to dinner uh, and got drinks and stuff like that. And we had Ryan there. We had Kellen there. Uh, we had Ellen there. Uh, we had a nice little like group dinner type of thing. And we just slapped down the uh, the brunch That's card. Right. Yeah, we took we like, some clients is, out. Yes, this is a this is a business meeting. Yeah, business. Uh, not a meeting. A business outing. Yeah. So we just slapped the whole thing down on the one card down mm-hmm. on the table. Yeah. We're like, we got this, guys. So I'd it's forgotten that we'd done that Friday because you may forget. We also did that Saturday. Yeah, we did that with Kellen. Ke- yeah, so Kellen was like very hardcore. Like, are you guys sure? Are you? And we're like, dude, it's fine. It's nothing. Yeah, yeah. And so he was probably like, why are you guys paying for everything I've done this weekend? And the answer would be because we love you, Kellen. Yep. We had such a fun weekend it with Kellen. It was a great weekend, for sure. It was a great time. Uh, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, again, patreon.com slash listen brunch. Yes. Uh, hey, uh, check this out. Holiday cash. You need it. And I know where to get it. My bookie is the place to score serious cash on your sports predictions. Believe it or not, the holidays are just around the corner. And while that means plenty of parties, gifts, and spending, it also means there's lots of football, basketball, and hockey games you can score big on every day. Gender up and play like the pros on game day. You can play the money line, side or total. My bookie is your hookup for all your betting needs and offers super fast payouts when you win. You know, it's not super fast. This read. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. And if you want to make money betting the games, you got to go to mybookie.ag. They're the only site I'd recommend. I trust them, but... You don't have to take my word for it. Check them out for yourself. They have odds on every matchup. And a mobile site that makes wagering on your smartphone a breeze. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit with up to a 50% bonus. Use promo code C. LNS to activate offer visit mybookie.ag today you play you win you get paid my bookie wow that was With a my very slow read good was for you that, uh, that I was for sure that at least one, one minute, minute. Yes. I stretch it out just uh, a little bit speaking of uh, stretching things out the ringer wrote oh, no. that uh, Jack Antonoff is the what was the fucking headline uh it's Jack Antonoff is like the new how, like how Jack Antonoff became the most important producer in pop. Uh, here's how by fucking not doing it because he's not the most important producer in pop. That is exactly the headline. This uh, was on the ringer and you sent it to me and I was like, Oh dear God, I Actually, just drank coffee and I was, it was, I get this. A lot of people think that I'm making it up. 
when you drink coffee, it's usually before you even finish the cup. Like the coffee starts to kick in. I very and rarely everything is up. kind of heightened. Yes, you I know? very rarely finish a cup of coffee. Mm. Um, well, that's not true. I don't know. Sometimes I don't finish mm. the cup of coffee, but cool. we did. <laughs> but uh, uh, keep Kellen, going on the no, no, no. We're not changing. Don't change the subject. You Let, want me let's to continue to talk about how, how sometimes uh, the how sometimes the frequency with finish. which you finish coffee. <laughs> sometimes I don't finish things that I start. Sometimes I do. Uh, that's that's the story of me. So, uh, but you, no, but I think Kellen, that the takeaway here is maybe you never know. Yes, right. You can't. It could be you, one or the other. Things just sometimes go differently. So uh, the we gave Kellen a cup of coffee last. The week. moral of this podcast of you. is that this is uh, different different things can happen. <laughs> we gave Kellen his first cup of coffee uh, last. week. Yes, and he was literally on the verge of death. He, right, and this was while we were doing things to him that he didn't like. That sounds weird. <laughs> while we were playing. Uh, so we were doing. The we Thunder forced thing. him to take substances. By the way, and we did things to him. Against that should his be a will. recurring thing. By the way, the uh, we should come up with a name for it. But like what we did to him with Thunder, we should do it. It should be a thing where like kind of like Hot Ones, where it's like we have you, you put on somebody through a gauntlet, right? Or to listen to to a song that you hate over and over again, and you just talk about your experiences with the song, why you don't like it. Um, so yeah, basically just like torture your, our guests. Like, yes, again, I said that we last week. We torture our guests in I some like way, to, shape, or form. Anyway, know, yes, that's very true. I said that last week during the show. I want there to be like an initiation mm. of be, coming on the show. You need to get through something. Great idea. Yeah, pardon I my agree. take. First time ever that we've had a we've had better idea than them. They knocked it out of the park with the exit interview, but it turns out doing the the weird shit to them first is actually the way that you got to yeah, do it. Absolutely. All right. So the but, headline. Go ahead. Uh, I want to mention on this article uh, the so when I sent it to you, it pops up in the iMessage thing, and it gives you like the headline there, the share thing. Mm-hmm. The headline there is how Jack Antonoff became the most important producer in pop. You click on it, you open it up, and it just says the cure for Doctor Luke. Yes, it says what? the cure for Doctor Luke? Question mark After a successful year working with Taylor Swift, Pink, Lord, and Saint Vincent, producer and part-time rock star Jack uh. Antonoff has claimed the groundwork once no- once owned. By the disgraced Dr. Luke with a considerably different approach. All right. It's at this point that we should say, I don't know this person. So her, her name is uh, Lindsay Zolads, and she writes for The Ringer. I've read some of her stuff. Uh, some good, some bad, like anybody else. She, is, it does not surprise me that her writing about Jack Antonoff is centered around Dr. Luke. This because like she a, writes a like lot a about theme, how Dr. Right? Luke is disgraced and how he's done and all this shit. And uh, that's... Fine. Obviously, Doctor Luke is certainly disgraced, and if he did what what Kesha has accused him of doing, it's he should the, the things of which he's been accused. That's shit that should be punishable by death. But um, before we go further with the whole Jack Antonoff, so that the this whole thing is written around the idea that male pop producers um, have long been harmful to the women with whom they work, and. I don't disagree with that because everybody false. over the years has been harmful with uh, the women with whom they work. Like that's guys fucking sucking. Yeah. I don't necessarily well, think that's a pop producer thing. I think thing. like the entertainment industry, if somebody's in a position to take advantage of, of somebody a woman, below them, every, or, just, or yeah. not, even, not even a woman, not necessarily a woman, hmm. like a minority, if they're in a p- position to take advantage of those people, they will do it. Yeah. So, uh, so she writes that like, you know, like in an industry where uh, there's – uh, Phil Spector and Dr. Luke. Here comes Jack Antonoff, who seemingly is a nice guy. Again, if Dr. Luke did what he did, fuck him. But you're fucking saying that ma- that male pop producers are like Phil Spector. Phil Spector, do you know where he lives right now? Uh, prison. Prison, because he's a fucking murderer. He's not just like a guy who's mean to women. He kills people. That's not like a... So his thing isn't like, hey, you know about Phil Spector? Oh, yeah, he's the guy that ripped off the Ronettes. Like, no, he's all... Well, yeah. But mainly... But then he killed somebody. He fucking killed people. All right, so... Um, Did he kill multiple people? I think just one. I think and it was a woman. Yes. So not great for Phil Spector. But um, we actually had this conversation the other day. We were talking with somebody, and the Kesha thing got brought up. And a lot of people do know that they're kind of... Um, gray areas with the whole Kesha Dr. Luke thing, but a lot of people also, like, 
honestly, it's gone to the point where I feel like a bad guy for having followed the story. Where like reading the news articles as they come out, kind of keeping up with it because Kesha is one of my like favorite artists these days. Doctor Luke, this great producer, it was a really interesting story to me. Uh, here's the bullet points because I think a lot of people talk about it, weigh in on it without necessarily hearing them all. So this is just very very quick. 2011, Kesha testified under oath that Doctor Luke had never assaulted her. In 2014, she went to rehab for bulimia, and her mother said that it was because Dr. Luke had, like, verbally abused her and called her fat and, like, a lot of bad shit like that. Later that year, she was trying to get out of her contract with Sony, and she said it was because Dr. Luke sexually assaulted her in 2008. So, Which is before we, she testified under oath saying that he That he never had. Not. And the court said, so the court ruled against her because, among other things, she'd said in 2011 that he never assaulted her. Uh, Dr. Luke sued her for, I think, uh, defamation or distor- uh, distortion, extortion, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and so that's kind of how that went down. And obviously there was the picture of Kesha in court after the ruling had been made that you're, th- this all didn't hold up, so we're ruling against you. And she was crying, and it was awful. And I, I, I don't fucking know what happened. None of us know what happened. But are we going to trust the system at all? That this right. was a thing that went to court, and... It's not a black and white thing. Right. And I, it's, I don't... The last fucking thing I want to do is come off as any sort of, like, victim-shaming or, like, calling anybody a liar. Like, it's not too different. Obviously, the circumstances are different. But, like, the Michael Bennett thing. He says that one thing happened, the information comes out about it, and the information suggests that, like, his story isn't exactly what he said happened. So I have no fucking clue what went on between these two. But, clearly, Kesha wanted out of her contract with Sony. It would seem... That, that Dr. Luke is a fucking nightmare to her and she wants to get away from him. For but, whatever reason. Yes, but yeah, so, but that's it. And I just think, I'm not trying, it's it, it's going to sound like I'm trying to skew people's opinions, but all I'm telling you is these are the things that happened. These This is what happened in court. This is who said what. So, that's that. Um, I think that it's fucking weird that, so th- th- this, this girl, Lindsay, has, uh, she wrote something when Rainbow came out that said, uh, like, like Doctor Luke is dead, basically. Right, like Doctor Luke is dead, and there kind of is in that he's not churning out songs in the, with the frequency with which he was doing it earlier. Like he's he's done. People uh, are hesitant to work with him, which is understandable. Naturally, when you have that yeah. tag to you. But I think her thing was like uh, Kesha is coming out on the other side of this way better than right. Doctor Luke, which um, so. I'm happy for Kesha that she's been able that she's able to put all this behind her. I'm happy she's making new music. Fucking pop music is a way better place with People Kesha out there. People loved Rainbow. People loved Rainbow. Um, honestly, I didn't, and now I'm just I'm gonna sound like a fucking Kesha hater. I'm not. I fucking love Kesha. Ask anybody. But I think that this is worse than the stuff that she did before, and not just stuff that she's done with Doctor Luke, but just all of her stuff that she'd done before. Um, so. This thing, so the, the the point of this article is Jack Antonoff is the hot new producer in the streets, which he absolutely is. The last few yeah. years has been a lot of Jack Antonoff. And for better it, or for worse. It's, right. <laughs> and that's the thing. It doesn't, the article does not assume the for better or for worse. And it says, it makes, A, it makes it sound like Jack Antonoff, among other things, is a better producer than Dr. Luke, which, again, I assume that I hate Dr. Luke as a person. You know what this is? It's like... But Dr. Luke is a much, much, much superior producer to Jack Antonoff. Dr. Luke did Since You've Been Gone. Like... This is like saying, uh... This is like saying Kevin Hart is the most important actor in Hollywood. Or The Rock is the most important actor in Hollywood because he's just doing a lot of shit. Right. And it's like saying Kevin Hart is better than Leonardo DiCaprio well, here's, because he's more selective with the things that he does. And here's another one that, that drove like, me crazy. It quantity said, doesn't beat quality. Yeah. Well, it said, like, uh, Dr. Luke and Max Martin have their kind of uh, signature styles, and while... They've, that's made them very successful. It's also homogenized pop music a bit. 
To which Fashion's fucking insane. I fucking That's say fucking it. insane because Jack Antonoff is the most identifiable yes. homogenous producer yes. in the Everything game. Everything Jack Antonoff does sounds like Jack Antonoff. And I brought this up before. Uh, like The biggest testament to that is Gorgeous. When Gorgeous came out, we listened to it. We were like, oh, oh fuck, Jack. this is so Jack Antonoff. Yeah. When and then we looked into it, it's a Max Martin thing, yeah, which shows that like Jack Antonoff has this identifiable sound, everything sounds the same. That even when you hear it and it's not him, you're like, This has got to be Jack Antonoff. Furthermore, it shows that Max Martin can sound like other people, right? If exactly, he's sounding like yeah, Jack he, Antonoff. he has like a broader uh horizon or whatever, yeah, that, that's banded thing. That to me is ridiculous, and I, I'll admit, I can I don't think I need to admit this. I can be an asshole when I'm reading about pop music and oh, someone says something that they're not be. complete and if they don't completely know what they're talking about for some reason and we do this in sports all the time. You just write something you're like, "Oh, the team did this." And as you're writing it you're like, "I don't fucking know if the team did that. I think they did. I'm right. just going to say they did." That's for some reason that's how sports writing works and that's okay. <laughs> but when I'm reading about music and it's like, "Oh, when blah blah, blah happened, I like I'll never forget. I was reading. I think it was the AV Club. They did a ranking of um, the best key changes ever, and on the list was "Since You've Been Gone," which does not have a fucking key change. <laughs> and I was like calling lawyers and like figuring out like what what can I fucking do to rectify this because I was so fucking mad that I was like, so why did you get to write that thing when you don't know what the fuck you're talking about? As somebody who like doesn't understand what any of that shit means, it's very frustrating to me when you complain about it because I don't understand what that shit means and apparently nobody who writes about it does either because you're just like, this fucking person doesn't know what they're talking about. This doesn't do this. <laughs> I get it's and I, I'm glad that I don't understand it because it seems to drive you up a fucking wall. <laughs> right, it's a, I'm on a lot of medication over it that I would not be taking otherwise. But uh, yeah, so it's, it again, it, it acts like Jack Antonoff is like better than Max Martin and better than Dr. Luke, which is fucking crazy. Like I'm happy for Jack Antonoff. I like what Jack Antonoff does, but I don't act for a second like he's he doesn't the do the same fucking, fucking thing over and over and again. And he's the most important person in pop. Right. Like he might be the most important person in pop just based on the fact that like He's like he might be ruining pop, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he's he's for sure not the gold standard of producers. At yeah. This point. I think I wrote this on the brunch site when um, when Reputation came out. I said that Jack is one of the most uh, instantly identifiable producers, and normally. With producers, I consider that kind of a feather in their cap. Like it's if like hear- if I can if I can identify you yeah. in a song, that is yeah. a good thing. Right. Like-, like if so like Phil Spector, for example, like there's a shitload of reverb, there's uh there's parallel fifths, usually there's a ton going on and it's really fun. Timbaland, there's usually some sort of vocal percussion um added in. And yeah, uh, like Jeff Basker, there's a bunch of heavy drums, no cymbals. Uh, Mutt Lang, it sounds like the backup singers are all dead. It sounds really cool. So those are cool things that you're like, oh man, yeah, that guy knocked that out of the park. But they adapt and they do different things. They apply their thing to songs, you know? Like Jack Antonoff, every fucking song sounds very close to the last one. So I... and. Honestly, it makes me fucking sad if it's true that all you need to do to be an important producer is be a nice guy because Jack Antonoff seems like one of the best people in the world. He seemed like politically, he and I could not line up more. He seems like a really good dude. He's made a lot of great music. I think that fun was fucking awesome. I think that fun was better than anything that he's done outside of fun. But and I, I loved Brave when it came out. Like everybody else, we all got fucking sick of it. But uh, yeah, but. The the idea that because he's so he, because he's a fucking nice guy he's the you're right like the 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 way to be the most important producer is yeah. to just like not assault people yeah that's fucking that, sick. that's the standard that we're holding people to which like honestly but kind of point, in that, Hollywood we might yeah, honestly kinda, be like, kind of might be the new standard it's like ah oh, this is a great guy he just doesn't rape people yeah but the uh, getting back to the part about um, how like Max Martin and Doctor Luke made things. Um, Homogenous. I can't fucking believe that that, 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 she, that she brought this back, that she tied Dr. Luke into this for some reason. But uh, when Look What You Made Me Do came out, a lot of people, like people who follow me, people that I follow, were who might not um, look up the ins and outs of who produced what, they're like, oh, it sounds like Taylor's trying to be Lord on this song. 
It's like, yeah, because Jack Antonoff did it. Like right. the, the the bridge of Look What You Made Me Do. Like the the way she sings the I'll be the actress starring in your bad dreams. I don't know why I made her sound like Christopher Walken, know. but um, but like just the way that she says bad, kind of uh, like drowsily. That's Lord. That's Jack Antonoff doing what he did with Lord. With Taylor Swift. Telling, giving them the same fucking instructions. Right. And that is a, that's another big part of a producer is kind of coaching a performance out of somebody. Yeah, getting them directing. to do what you want them to you're do. You're director. So uh, I'm going to, you sent me that and before I read it, I was like, I'm going to give it a fucking chance. I'm going to do the dumbest thing I've ever done in my fucking life, Pete. I'm going to read this fucking article and give it a chance. And today was not the day that that uh, Ringer article became Did president. you tweet at this author and yell at her? No, I didn't. And, and did you tweet out the article? I did. Oh, of course. Yeah, you you were had like a sassy thing, didn't you? I just tweeted Jesus fucking Christ. Okay. <laughs> I make fun of the Ringer a lot because a lot of their non basketball coverage is bad, and a lot of their pop culture stuff is bad. I don't read Lindsay Zolads enough to know whether I think she's great. I've again, I've read a few things from her that I haven't liked. Notably, the the Dr. Luke one seemed just like such a stretch. I think that you can say, I hate Dr. Luke without saying stuff that's not necessarily true. Like she, she brought up, I think she brought up Kelly Clarkson in there as someone who was able to kind of break away from Dr. Luke. All of Kelly Clarkson's stuff without Max Martin and Dr. Luke is worse Trash. than, yeah. Like one of her, and to, to the writer's credit, I think she did point this out, that Kelly Clarkson left them and came back to them after her success dropped off and made my life would suck without you, which is one of my favorite Kelly Clarkson songs, maybe my favorite because it's it's a person making a fucking good decision. She could have been fucking her career by staying away from super producers, and we've talked about this. If you're a great, if you're like a big pop artist, fucking work with super producers. You're the right. only person who gets to do it. So uh, that's ring, my the ringer song. trash. Mm. Better than the ringer.com. Better than the ringer.com. Uh, speaking of which, we have merch on the website, of course. You mm. know this. Uh, we also have, there are deadlines. If you want to get merch for Christmas and present your loved ones with yes. beautiful brunch merch, uh, we have some order deadlines. Uh, Ryan sent these to me, uh, I think. I, I don't really understand them. Uh, all I see is November 30th and December 8th are big dates. Uh, for flat rate, November 30th is the deadline to ensure that you get the best that ensure that you get your merch by by Christmas. Uh, December 8th is UPS U, USPS first class mail. If you order by December 8th, you'll get it by Christmas. Yeah, so I mean my recommendation is because it's December 1st when you're listening to this, don't do the November 30th one. It's a pretty good point. Uh, just do the other one. And, yeah, December 8th. You have exactly one week. If you're listening to this on the day that it comes out, you have exactly one week to order your stuff for Christmas and give fire merchandise to your loved ones. Yeah, I think that... And our merch, I love the shit that's in there right now. Did you uh, Did you do any Cyber Mondaying or Black Friday? Yes, I did, did so you? much of all of it. I did. I spent so much money. It was... Did you really? Yeah. What'd you get? I got sneaks, I got sweaters, I got a blazer, I got a lot Ooh, of stuff. Daddy. It's c- cool. What do you think was the big hit product of this this Cyber Monday. You know what? I did not wait for our store no, no, or no, for the just, world. Just in general. I don't know. What was it? Uh, well, I think the most talked about product of this Cyber Monday was the suicide. Oh capsule. yes, <laughs> yeah. You um, you didn't. You told me about that. I saw Barcelona wrote about it. I did not click on it. I think kind of like the same way. I don't uh, own Listen a gun <laughs> okay. because uh, like if if I owned a gun. Not because of like a, a real life suicide. Just accidentally, I would find a way to fucking kill myself with it. <laughs> if you so, read about a suicide so pod, I'm just gonna end up end up stumbling into yeah, one. Yeah, I'm just gonna end up somehow with a like. I wouldn't trust myself standing next to a suicide pod. I feel like if you read about a suicide pod, it would just be on your mind, and you'd be like, you'd slowly convince yourself that you should like, buy. Don't one. Don't touch the wet paint type <laughs> yeah, of thing. Like, I, well, now that I know this exists, I have to get one. Yeah. Uh, so I, this was like the big story. We're gonna get targeted advertising now for suicide pods. <laughs> God, uh, this is the big story uh, this week on the internets. Um, it's a su- it's a suicide pod. It's like this futuristic pod that you can just go in and press a button. I guess it does sound it- futuristic if it involves you being dead. <laughs> That's true, uh, but. Yeah, so let's let's see. It's a new suicide machine with detachable coffin. Lets you kill yourself anywhere, anytime. Uh, not anytime. 
because once you do it once, you can't do it anymore. Uh, so youth Australia's Beth. <laughs> Australia's best-known euthanasia activist, great thing to be, Dr. Philip Nitschke is back in the news. I'm Dr. Philip Nitschke. I like to hop around all day with all my friends. Do you want to kill yourself? Oh, boy, I have the machine for you. Is life getting too hard? Uh, the machine will allow anyone who has the access key to end their life by simply pressing a button. Uh, you know, it also is a machine that lets you do that. Like everything. A gun. You push everything. The, if a you car, a fucking. Swap out trigger, uh, swap out button with trigger. There you go. There's a suicide machine. Uh, developed in the Netherlands by Nitschke and an engineer, the machine can th- be 3D printed and assembled in any location. Uh, when the person lies in the capsule, he can he can activate it. Well, that's just very presumptive that only men want to kill themselves. Problematic. Well, as, I mean, kind of reflective in the news. There are mm. probably a lot of men that want to kill yeah, themselves. That's actually these days. true. Yeah. Uh, he can activate it, and liquid nitrogen will la- rapidly drop the oxygen level, leading to death in a few minutes. A few minutes? Exactly. What the that's, fuck? That was my very first problem with this thing. Ugh. I don't want this to take a few minutes. If I'm buying like an expensive machine and I'm pushing a button to kill myself, I better be dead in five seconds. Oh, five seconds? <laughs> Instantly, anything longer than instantly is ridiculous. Oh my uh, god! But it, there's quickly a, a more absurd detail. Uh, the novel feature is that the capsule can be detached from the Sarco machine and used as a sleek and shiny coffin. That's kind of cool. It's like one of those uh, black box uh, rat trap things where it's like you don't ever have to see the dead body. Oh, it's just like you you get in and then once you're dead, they just pull you out and there's your coffin. They bury you in it. But very quickly, the machine base can be reused. I'm not fucking I've grown accustomed to a certain like level of depression. I'm not using some fucking like hand me down death machine, a reusable death machine. Uh, that is, that's unbelievable. So it is unbelievable. I am not taking this seriously because as you read this, I came to the conclusion that we're living in this fucking world where just the dumb, the dumbest shit possible is what gets attention. And I'm convinced that the same person who fucking made this made the fucking dick tape and made the, uh, (laughs) the the sex stat. Yeah. The, uh, the, the sex stats counter thing, all these ridiculous fucking things. They just make one of them so they can make news and get their name out there. They can say, you won't believe what this guy made. And then the guy fucking changes his name, make him a doctor. Even if there's goddamn one of these things like this, this, uh, doctor scientist thing, uh, went to the Netherlands and like worked with engineers to design this. The fact that he even went that far, even if he designed one just to get into the news, that's ridiculous. That is so fucking absurd. It's insane. Uh, but the, I cannot get past the, the reusable aspect of it. Like, because I'm assuming that this thing is very expensive. I can't, I can, I would assume I can't so. get past it because I can't even approach how stupid this is. So I'm certainly not getting past it. Uh, I, I just like I want. I also like. I'm very curious about the features of it. Uh, are there speakers inside? Do you get to like play some music while you die? Because if I'm gonna like die from lack of oxygen in some sort of machine, I'm just gonna go in my car and plug the tailpipe and listen to some good music, and that'll I'll be dead within five minutes, and I'll get to enjoy some nice tunes. I don't know if you'll be dead within five. I think you'll be unconscious. What's the difference? Uh, if you die, well, like you, so like mentally, it, there's no difference. But I think that someone could come in and save you. Hmm. So is that like not possible with this thing? I, I don't know if I. I want to. You fucking lost me a 3D printer, man. <laughs> like, I wonder if there are uh, like, how do you get reviews on this thing? Like, how does it get? A, how does it get a, like a five star rating? Very good question. It's like nobody who's in a position to give a review really fucking knows. I'm gonna review it with zero stars and be like, the picture is deceiving. Its legs are way too fucking long. <laughs> it stinks. Um, all right, that's enough fun suicide talk. Uh, the opposite of suicide is thinking that Living. your life is the best, and you experience that while watching that thing you do. Pete finally saw that thing you do. I did. I uh, 
And the experience was it was a great one because yes. we went to the movies to see it. it well, was so sort of. Great. We went to a theater, yeah, which is basically like an auditorium with a stage, and it had a uh, film screen on it. Yes, the Brattle Theater in Harvard Square, which is a cool spot. I think we both agreed after we we're like, "Wow, this would be a really cool date spot." So at some point in our lives, if either of us goes on a date, that's where it's going to be. Other than with each other, because yes. that was a cool yeah, date we, spot because we went on a date yeah, with each we other firsthand. Um, it's a very, it was very perfect. For uh, that thing you do, because that thing you do came out what nineteen ninety six nineteen ninety six nineteen ninety six, but it's a movie that takes place in the sixties sixties. Uh, it was this felt like I was at a movie theater in the sixties. It was like a very bare bones thing. The projector crapped out at one point. Yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> the projector was uh, the, it was like a really shitty projector. Rickety. You, yeah, it was rickety. You could <laughs> see. Yeah, and you could see like the black spots. Yeah. things on the thing, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. That that doesn't happen when you watch it on TV, right? Because I couldn't tell. No, whether no. That yeah, was that wasn't like a, like a filter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I thought that that added to it. It was awesome. Um, and ju- they also, that theater served beer mm-hmm. and it served very good beer. Yes. They had, uh, Sound and Vision by, by uh, uh, Lamplighter. Lamplighter, which is a very, very good sour beer. Yeah. Uh, if anybody. Lamplighter is the only brewery uh, whose merchandise I have. Oh, yeah? I have a Lamplighter uh, baseball shirt. It's really Ooh, cool. One of the cool. three-quarter sleeve things yeah. and three-quarter sleeves on me because uh, I have a tattoo of a body on my arm. It makes it look like, like the, the dog is the, the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> yes, it sounds awesome. like I've made that joke to you before. No, I don't, I don't think you did. Oh, but really? I just, no, but I really just kind of made that connection where yeah. it's like the legs are just sticking out from your sleeves. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I saw I saw that thing you do, finally. Now I can understand your fucking references that you, make, that you have just made to me anyway for the past two years. Yep. Not caring that I hadn't seen the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, I make those. For, I, people, anyone who has seen that thing you do quotes that thing you do a lot. Uh, I thought that I was going to be disappointed just based off a of hype yeah. because you have made it seem like the greatest movie in the history of mankind for the past couple of years. It was very, very good. I was not disappointed at all. You could totally see how it would be someone's favorite movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was uh, very much like a Sing Street kind of thing oh, yeah. uh, before Sing Street. So yeah. congrats, a belated congrats to Tom Hanks for making a fucking fantastic movie. Uh, let's run through our quick little system. Uh, did we like it out of four? Uh, I will give it a four. I'm giving it a 4.00 as well. Okay. All yeah. right. I uh, really, really liked it. How did everyone look? I would out give... Two. I'd give it like a 1.75. Okay, it's getting a full two from me. Okay. Uh, because this... they do, uh, it's like a turtleneck, except it's a dress shirt, and it's got like a turtleneck like that. And Jimmy also wears some really bonkers sweaters. Oh my God, the, the one that he was wearing on the plane yes, was like ridiculous. Side, it like had a... side buttons all the way up to a turtleneck yeah. on a sweater ridiculous but like they had to be buttons there, for the shirt to work like, there that's is a, a name for those uh like it's like it's like a dress shirt but without the collar there's oh a no name. not those the, no they, they these ones like actually have the turtleneck on it they were like dress shirts with the neck that goes all the way up but i know what you're talking about those are um those are they were in for like a minute after the movie her came out they were in for a while after Peaky Blinders because they wear pe- they wear those in Peaky Blinders. Um, so yeah, one point seven five. This was the first movie I think that I've ever watched where I had the takeaway that Liv Tyler is hot. Oh yeah, Liv she was, was great in this movie. Uh, very pouty, which worked for her in, oh, this, yeah. in this movie. Those lips. I did find it funny that uh, Liv Tyler was like the it girl in this movie while uh, Charlize Theron was like, like the a, whatever yeah just like i don't need her yeah uh she was way hotter in this movie and she's just like she's fantastic always. who lives their own oh yeah, yeah yeah but uh but i could see so uh right no I mean, spoilers in the situation. he starts off with uh charlie's theron and ends up with Liv tyler and i could totally see someone making that decision again just because i'm never surprised by anybody choosing anybody and uh what's his name uh your boy steve zahn no, oh, no, Tom no. Everett Scott? Tom Everett Scott. So I knew him from, uh, what's the name of the You're show? You're the worst. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I know. I, uh, yeah, I always I always can confuse those two. Yeah. Uh, I, I've only seen him in I'm Sorry. He looks exactly the same in this, except he is clean shaven. Right. A lot of freshly shaved faces in yes. uh, in that thing you do. Steve Zahn was Early, great. Early, mid-60s, nothing but fresh faces. Yes. Uh, Steve Zahn was great. Uh, poor Giovanni Ribisi, though. Yes. Because he is... How would you, I would say that he's probably like the second 
most esteemed actor, probably second or third most esteemed actor in that cast. No, 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 no. Third yeah. with Tom Hanks. So it would be like, it would be Charlize Theron, uh, Tom Hanks, Giovanni Ribisi. Not in that order, right? No, no, no. Yeah, no. I was Tom Hanks, say. number one, obviously. Uh, no, I would say that... Uh, uh, I mean, Steve Zahn's been in shit, but Giovanni yeah, I Ribisi, I think, is held in higher regard. Oh, yeah, I don't know. But I think that those two are close. Uh, Jonathan Skech is in a lot of stuff. Who's that? Jimmy. Um, no, he's not close. And uh, is. honestly, uh, Ethan Embry, I would put ahead of Who's Giovanni Ribisi, uh, the bass player. No way. He was in Can't Hardly Wait. He was the lead. Giovanni Ribisi has been the lead in stuff. Yeah, but what? Yeah, I mean, like not particularly good stuff, but like yeah. he is a he is a very good supplementary actor. Like if he's in something and he is a, in a supporting role, I'm interested. He's what confirmed to me that Ted was a bad movie. Are you kidding me? Yeah, once he, like his storyline happened, I was like, "All right, I am so out of here." I mean, he definitely didn't need to do that. Yeah, and I w- and I kind of felt bad f- for him that he was put in that. But when he's in stuff, he's good enough to me that I am automatically interested. He always plays someone who's really fucking stupid. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. He, he, I mean, I I, I like Giovanni Ribisi. I love him in Friends. Yeah, but he he doesn't automatically play somebody who's really fucking stupid. He plays somebody who's either like there's something wrong with him. Yes, either he's either he's stupid or he's like evil and just like a bad person. So uh, one point seven five. All right, uh, are we stealing stuff from it? Uh, yeah, I'll for sure steal stuff. from That, that. is a full two uh, because that's the most quotable movie ever. I so I'll put it at a one point five for now. Because I've, I've still only seen it once. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that I'm going to watch it again and I'll pick up on stuff and kind of store it in the memory bank. Yeah. But I'll give it a 1.5 for now. There's uh, There are just so many things. Like if someone storms off, you can say, there he goes off to his room to write that hit song, Alone in My Principles. <laughs> or uh, I was telling a coworker that I saw the movie the other day and she was like, oh, I, I quit. Yeah, that's I fucking quit. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, the most gifable moment of that movie isn't even something that I had ever quoted before gifts came out. One of my favorite gifts ever is oh when they God. win the talent show and the guy comes running, running in, grabs the mic and goes, Oh my goodness. <laughs> that guy. I wanted a, like a fucking spinoff of that guy. Oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ken. That guy was fucking You're unbelievable. Jerk, Ken. <laughs> yes. In my shorts. <laughs> Shut up. I'll kick your ass. That guy that guy had that make, guy made the most of his 45 seconds of screen yes. time. Uh, that was unbelievable. I so. love their fans interactions with people who aren't the wonders because when ken tells him I'll, when ken tells him to shut up he just like looks around like Ugh. that guy when, i recognize that guy from yeah he's in something i don't know what he's very ugly yeah <laughs> hey, wait is he the other mcpoyle no uh he might be he has fucked up teeth that's the only reason wait he might be you're a jerk, i think ken. he is i think he is i think you nailed it i think wow. he's in the mcpoyle family let me see uh oh yeah that is him that is for sure. Oh yeah, him. that's definitely him. Holy fuck! That is a that's a Holy wild snipe. identification. Yeah, I, I didn't think I'd be able to get that. Wow. Um, but uh, yeah, so it gets full too for me because it's super quotable. Every character has at least a few good lines. Are you are you running at a hundred percent clip right now? I oh, as fate would have it, I just happen to be. Uh, is it problematic? Now we want it to be funny. Problematic here, right? Yeah, and it is extremely offensive. Two bass players. Oh, it is very, very offensive to bass players. Because and the bass players as, I felt as like bass player does not have a name. That he is spoke credited to as me. TB player. I feel like that that was like geared towards me. I know that yes. it came out about 20 years ago. No one loves disrespecting <laughs> bass players like More me. More than me. Uh, yeah, they didn't give the bass player a name. Uh, they didn't even give him a name in the fucking credits. They just, right. the, the bass player. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, but it's something that I didn't pick up on. Uh, throughout the movie. Right. So I saw it in the credits as the bass player, and I was like, huh, did they really not give that guy a fucking name? And what's cool about him is they they give you... He has so few lines. When Ethan Embry auditioned for that movie, he he was auditioning for the bass player, but they had him read uh, someone else's part because he doesn't have enough lines that they couldn't tell if... Like, they couldn't get a feel for if this guy can speak, if he right. can act by him doing that. Because literally, like, his lines, I think, are, um, Chad fell down, 
and he tells Mr. White that he's enrolling in the Navy. Is it the Navy? The Marines? Marines, Marines. Marines. And then uh, he asks Tom Everett Scott who Utant is, and then he tells the guys that he can do 200 push-ups, and I think those are his four lines, honestly. <laughs> and then he does, like, 10 push-ups. So they needed to... He counts need, them off. They needed yeah. somebody who can speak four lines and do 10 push-ups. Yeah. So you're out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could do it. <laughs> uh, the only problematic thing about this movie for me is that it kind of cheapens Almost Famous, which is one of my favorite movies, because... I think uh, it came out first. It did. Yeah. That's why I'm saying, like, it's it makes me think less of Almost Famous, even though I saw Almost Famous yeah. first. It makes me think less of it because there are so many similar elements to yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, even to the fact that there's, uh, there's one guy in Almost Famous who doesn't speak at all. Oh, really? Yeah. One of the I guys think it, in... I think it's like the drummer. He just hmm. doesn't have a single line. He doesn't speak at all until he yells out, I'm gay, when he oh, thinks the plane is, is going down. that his only line? That's his only line that's in the That's terrific. Um, that's, man, batting a thousand on cool lines for us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gay! Uh, fuck. Uh, but, yeah, I, I was really glad that you liked it. I One thing I don't like is, I think we've discussed this, sometimes if you go to something with somebody, they're looking at you to see if you're enjoying it. And you're like, stop fucking right. It's at like me. putting the pressure. On right. And you're like, like, you're it. making me hate this. It's and like, you. hey, check out this. Check out this song. And then you. That's the worst and then thing. You fucking, the fucking look at them world. the whole time. Yeah. yeah. And you like turn it up loud and shit. Don't do that. Yeah. If I don't do that, then you guys cannot do that because I would. You would think that I would be fucking exhibit A of the type of yeah. person who would do that. Yeah. So thank you for not doing that because yes. I didn't notice you putting pressure. But on But also, like this I movie. don't think I could have if I tried that was my millionth time seeing the movie and i was just looking ahead and i was seriously i could feel my face smiling the whole time uh you were very impressed with uh the fact that tom hanks wrote some of the music yeah i really was uh because i mean if you do something like that i'd brag about it for the rest of my life right and the fact that he's i've never seen him once mention the fact that he wrote a hit song for a movie right he's just like well so he didn't write that thing he didn't write the song that thing you do yeah. The first song that the movie opens with is a fucking Loving you smash lots and lots. Hit. So good. Smash hit. And he wrote that one. Um, so, But also that's like the 900th coolest thing that Tom Hanks has I done know. in his life. So I guess, fuck that guy. He's just so good at everything. And uh, like the, the fact that it's... It wasn't like he just had to write a song. He had to write music that was specific fu- <laughs> to like an era, tailored to a to, to a specific movie yeah. in a specific era. Uh, wild, uh, but for problematic. I don't know. It's it's not very problematic. I guess there are certain things that you could consider. I I thought the most problematic thing in the in the movie was that Giovanni Ribisi like. They just abandoned him because he broke his arm. Yeah. And, like, never found a way to, like, bring him on tour. They just left him behind. Well, immediately they start shitting on how bad he was because a guy sits in on a rehearsal. They play that thing you do. They finish. Oh, here's another line for a TV player. He says, very good. Took Chad a week to learn that. And then uh, Steve's uh, Lenny goes, Chad? I mean, like, he was clearly their friend. Hmm. They could have easily just, like, brought him on as, like, a manager. Like, he could have, we could have ran their merch table or right. whatever. Could have gone set a Faye. Yeah. Well, I mean, she was very important yeah. to them. Um, but, like, he could have done something, and they just completely abandoned him. Like, they were making money. He was fucking stuck home. He had to go work at the appliance store. That's the slap he, in the face. He had to work at the appliance store, and he had to watch <laughs> them on the TV show at fucking what's his name's house? At guys, at parents guys' house. parents' house with his with guys' family, which like you would think that like the local band making good every TV would have town. that on. He could go anywhere, and instead he's just like stuck. He's like this new was son. such a small town that people would drive by uh, guys' appliance store and phone his parents at home <laughs> yes. to tell them that the light was still on. Yep. But th- this pl- fucking small-ass town didn't have a watch party or didn't have a party at all for this local band being on, like, the biggest TV show in in Hollywood. Uh, so that didn't make any sense to me. Cool thing about some of the characters, they almost did not... Or Tom Hanks initially didn't want to cast Tom Everett Scott because he thought he looked too much like him. Which, when you think like about Tom it, Hanks? he doesn't look like Tom Hanks. But like they, they don't look like each other. But just in the kind of uh, fresh face, uh, like the hair is similar. They, they They're when just they tall, put them next to each other, white guys. Yeah, 
Uh, and uh, Rita Wilson, his wife, who's also in the movie, oh, she was is adamant that she fan- cast him. She is a fantastic looking person. Oh yeah, she's uh, she's gorgeous. She had uh, she was flying with the boobies in oh, her yeah. one scene. Yeah, and Tom Ever Scott turned her down. Right, and she she doesn't give him like one small little opening. She uh, basically oh, all she, of her lines to him, or he's like, like, "Hey, is that Del Paxton over there?" She's like, "Yeah." At some point after all this, I'd like to have sex with you, but I'll take you over to meet him. And he's <laughs> like, "You said." You're gonna take me over to me, Till Paxton. He gets and then he gets too drunk, and she says, Look well, at now you. you're no you're good no to me good. now. Yeah. That dick's not gonna work. Mm-hmm. So uh that was upsetting to me. I felt very upset because I would have loved to uh to have a romp with her. Nice man. <laughs> good um, for Tom Hanks. Again, right. the one millionth coolest thing that he's ever done is make that movie because he is the best at everything, including getting a wife. And he wanted uh he, it, the Lenny character was very important to him. He wanted Lenny to come off as like the most likable character or the most Is fun character. On? Yeah, because he said he wanted it to be like the kind of boy band feel where everyone has their favorite person. Right. Yeah. So it's like even though he's he's certainly not the most talented, right. he is just like the one who has the charm that makes you that draws you to him. Right. So like you you watch it like guy. I guess guy's like the heartthrob in the group. Yeah. yeah. And Jimmy is as he says the talent. That's and that's a very eyes. weird thing uh, for the drummer to be like the centerpiece of the band. Yeah. This is gonna be bad. I'm trying to think of examples of that. I would say and, like the one that I can think of is Travis Barker. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, Bling Way 2 and who? I mean, I'm thinking of uh, Dave Matthews Band by like musicians. They, they're they like, ooh, Carter Buford. He's the he's the best. But fact it's that called I, Dave Matthews Band. Yeah, the fact that I've never even heard of that name before yeah. and that it is Dave Matthews Band. Right, so he's automatically yeah. not cool because he <laughs> right. fucking hangs around with Dave goddamn Matthews. <laughs> fucking uh, geek. So I'm just going to give it a uh, a one. Yeah. One out of two. I give it a two out of two. I'm going to add mine up quickly. Uh, j- you, yeah, you got to do, you gotta do a, some math there. 10 out of 10. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Uh, 8.25 out of 10. That is a great score. It's a little low, but I'll take it. But all of my shit has been very, very low. Yeah. For, like, stuff that I, like, Only the Brave was, I, I absolutely love that movie. I think I gave it, like, an 8.6. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I'm a, I'm a tough grader. I'm the person who never gives hundreds. Yo, you just gave 100. This is your perfect movie. Who's you given, I think higher. I have generally given higher grades than you. Yeah. But you've been above me on a few. Um, so, yeah, I, I really liked it. Thank you for bringing me. You convinced me to go. Yes. Uh, let us get to music. We uh, got to add some shit to the playlist. Yes, we do. Uh, would you like me to go first? Uh, you may. I'm going to add That Thing You Do. Yeah! How about that? <laughs> uh, Love that song. I do like that song a lot. Mm. Um, I'm also going to add This Land Is Your Land. Ooh. Uh, I fell into it. This Land Is Your Land wormhole this As week. one does. For some reason. Uh, it started with the Counting Crows one because I was listening to August and Everything After and the deluxe version has a This Land Is Your Land demo mm. on it. And it's a very angry demo. And I I liked it because it sort of applies to um, like today where it's like a very angry, he's yelling at a politician. He's yelling Ooh. at the president. I don't know what president he's particularly yelling at when this was recorded. Well, it would have been Bill Clinton, what I believe. Okay. Uh, went in 1994, August and everything after? after. Sure. Um, and that may have been but, earlier. But it was a demo, so you never know when it was recorded. Um, yeah, so it's... 1993. He, he yells at the president. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I love This Land Is Your Land. I think it's a beautiful song. Um, but then I fell onto uh, Bruce Springsteen's live version of This Land Is Your Land, and I think that one is better. I think it's really cool. Nice. Uh, so I'm going to add that to the playlist. Also, Bruce Springsteen's live uh, rendition of Santa Claus Coming to Town. Yes, fantastic. Do you actually like that song? Yes. I know that people I did are that very divisive on that song. In college, my acapella group did it. Did that song just like Bruce Springsteen, and it was so really? funny. Really? And I, I was Bruce Springsteen. I feel like people are very divided on that song. Uh, How the fuck a lot of people you not say like that, it. I don't know. A lot of Throw people. The fuck a lot up, of people, people think that it's like the worst. Ugh. Which is well, maybe if Jack crazy. Antonoff produced it, it would have been the best. <laughs> uh, my third song is just a young gun. Oh, Thunder by Imagine Dragons. I like it. Great pick, Pete. Uh, 
I'll start with mine. I am also adding Thunder by Imagine Dragons. It's a great surprise. You guys just got double thundered. Just the young gun. Um, I am also, I promised that I would add some Civic because I'm obsessed with their current album. That album is really good. I listened to it. Yes, it's so good. One of the songs is very, very Sarah Bareilles. Down and Distant. Yes. Hard Bareilles vibes. Very, very Bareilles. Just, I, uh, like, I'm not a big, terrific. I'm not a big Bareilles person. I haven't done a complete dive into the discography, mm-hmm. but I listened to that song, was about, like, 30 seconds through it, texted you immediately, said, Down and Distant, very Bareilles. Ooh, you know what? Now that's making me add a Bareilles song. I was going to add hashtag number one, Happy Holiday, by uh, Drum. Because he put out a Christmas EP, and he has a song with his mom. That's not that good. Everyone's all happy about it. It's not that good. It's okay. Uh, but he has an original song called One Happy Holiday. It's really good. But I'm not going to add that. Now I'm going to add one of my just real favorite Borella songs. I'm adding December. And uh, we, this has been an extremely long episode. No, it hasn't. What do we... Oh, I saw this. I thought the seconds I thought were minutes. I was like, we've been talking for one hour and 55 <laughs> minutes. That thing you do really sucked a lot of the, the words. Out of from us. A, yeah, sucked, the, <laughs> sucked a lot of the, the you-know-what juice. Wait, you only did two songs. No, I did three. Well, you didn't. You didn't say which civic song. Oh fuck. Okay, the other one is, I'm doing Selena, and Selena is Selena is the one that's going to get you guys hooked. My favorite song on the album is called Your Worst Nightmare, but I'm adding Selena because it's a real rocker. Selena did not get me hooked. Really? I listened to, I listened to Selena. That was like one of their singles. Mm-hmm. I I, uh, I saw Wayne tease it. Our friend Wayne is in the band, by the mm-hmm. way. Uh, Wayne teased it. Uh, sent out the link. I listened to it. I thought it was good. I wasn't like crazy about it, but I listened to the album. Uh, like down and distant, I thought was unbelievable. I yeah. was very in on the album after hearing that song. Awesome. Okay, then I'm, let's let's add down and distant instead. Okay, and, but but also make sure we get to two thunders. <laughs>